Hi everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast where we'll consider some of the major announcements in yesterday's budget. My name's Justin Corliss and I'm joined today by Claire Moffat, who's the head of the Intermediary Development and Technical Team here at Royal London, and Fiona Hanrahan, who's also part of the Intermediary Development and Technical Team. So without further ado, let's get started. We'll begin with the changes to income tax and national insurance. Claire, what are some of the main headlines uh, advisors should be aware of and may want to make their clients aware of? Thanks, Justin. So firstly, national insurance. Now, the primary and upper earnings thresholds will rise with CPI in April 2021 to £9,568 and £50,270 respectively. But then this will be frozen until April 2026. Now, you're going to hear April 2026 quite a few times in this session. Now, when we're thinking about national insurance, remember it's always worth checking, especially with your new business owner clients, whether they operate salary exchange, because this can be a real benefit to a business owner as well as the employees. The personal allowance will rise to £12,570 from April 2021 and again it's going to remain at that level until April 2026. Now that's UK wide. For non-Scottish taxpayers the amount people will have to earn before they pay higher rate tax at 40% will rise to £50,270 from April 2021, but then it's going to remain at that level until April 2026. This amount also applies UK-wide for non-savings and non-dividend income. So, a frozen personal allowance and frozen higher rate band, which is going to mean that lots more people will be paying basic and higher rate tax. Now, it's important to remind clients that if they are just into a tax band, then paying a pension contribution can move them back to being a non-taxpayer or a basic rate taxpayer. And that has the benefit of that 20% or 40% tax relief. Now, it's also important for clients in drawdown to think about the amount they're withdrawing if they have been structuring it um, to fit um, in with different tax bands and thresholds. Okay, thanks, Claire. We know from yesterday's budget that the lifetime allowance will be frozen at £1,073,100 until the 5th of April 2026. What do you feel advisors should be discussing with their clients regarding this, Fiona? Thanks, Justin. Yes, the lifetime allowance remaining at £1,073,100 for five years will definitely mean more people will be affected by the charge. It's estimated that this change will generate around £255 million for the government. In recent years, we've been used to the lifetime allowance increasing by £20,000-£30,000 each year, so a freeze could certainly alter behaviour. We may see people taking benefits earlier as a result of this or stopping or reducing their contributions. The BMA has warned us of the impact on NHS employees particularly. And decoupling the link between CPI and the level of the lifetime allowance, albeit temporarily, means we will see more people facing a tax charge. But the question for all those impacted, including our beleaguered NHS staff, should not be how much will my pension tax charge be if I stay in the scheme, but will the extra pension benefits I and maybe my beneficiaries get be worth more than the cost to me of paying that charge? Now, this is a complex assessment and one which is made immeasurably more difficult where there's little stability in the rules. Building a pension is a long-term planning objective which merits long-term tax laws. 
In the here and now, NHS clinicians and others who feel they may be impacted should consider seeking professional advice to help ensure that any decision to retire or withdraw from their pension scheme is appropriate. If you have clients close to lifetime allowance, you may have been using some assumptions in your calculations to determine their levels of pension funding. And this may have to be reviewed, as presumably you would have been assuming that the lifetime allowance is due to increase each year in your calculations. And it's also worth remembering that PCLS could be affected, as the maximum generally available is 25% of the lifetime allowance when taking benefits. It might be worth revisiting Individual Protection 2016 if you discounted it because you expected the standard lifetime allowance to be in excess of anything the client could protect, because this may no longer obviously be the case. In summary then, when it comes to the lifetime allowance, it's essential that this is looked at during the annual review, particularly the higher paid public sector workers, to ensure the client understands the potential impact of this change in the lifetime allowance. Our policy paper, Why Paying a Tax Charge Isn't Always a Bad Thing, is a very useful document if you're looking for help in this area. Thanks for that, Fiona. Um, another headline grabber from the budget was the increase in corporation tax rates to 25% from April 2023. Claire, could you give me some more detail on this, please? I can. Thanks, Justin. Now, there's a clear need to raise taxes right now, and currently the UK has one of the lowest rates of corporation tax at 19%. However, the rate for small profits under £50,000 will remain at that 19%. Now, we've been told that there'll be a taper for businesses who've got profits between £50,000 and £250,000, so that they'll pay less than that main rate of 25%, but we're going to need to wait for the detail on this. Now, the Chancellor stated in his speech that the 25% rate would only apply to 10% of businesses. If you have business owner clients, then this is one to watch out for more detail on. But remember that certain deductions can be made from corporation tax profits, including for pensions and certain protection products, which are for the employee's benefit. Now, for business owners who have profits near a threshold um, and are perhaps themselves nearing retirement, then making pension contributions could be a very tax-effective um, way of getting money um, into their pension and it's going to help solve that retirement income need as well as potentially reducing corporation tax. Advisors should also note that from the 1st of April 2021 until the 31st of March 2023, companies investing in qualifying new plant and machinery assets will benefit from a 130% first year capital allowance. Now, this has been called an upfront super deduction and it will allow companies to cut their tax bill by up to 25%, 25 pence sorry, for every £1 they invest. Thanks, Claire. Of course, it's not just the lifetime allowance that's been frozen until 2026. The inheritance tax and capital gains tax thresholds have also been frozen for five years. What do you feel are the main points to consider here? Thanks, Justin. Yes, obviously the IHT threshold freezing will mean more estates being subject to IHT. House prices are still rising, so this could be the main issue for most in this area. This could mean more families will be looking for advice and estate planning will be more um, commonplace. Pension benefits and passing funds through the generations using drawdown could become even more valuable, as well as making sure you use your exemptions wherever possible. Similarly, with capital gains tax, this freeze could mean more people being subject to capital gains tax who therefore could be looking for advice in this area. 
pension contributions, again, could be useful to reduce the impact of a gain, for example, and is always worth considering. Thanks, Fiona. Um, and looking briefly at stamp duty land tax, the increase in the nil rate ban for stamp duty land tax to £500,000 has been extended until the 30th of June 2021. Claire, could you provide a little more detail on this? Yes, so stamp duty land tax applies in England and Northern Ireland. Now, as you mentioned, the temporary increase has been extended until the end of June. Until the end of September, it will be £250,000 before returning to the original nil rate of £125,000 on the 1st of October 2021. Now, this is great news for those planning on buying in the short term, as well as those who have existing mortgage applications in the pipeline and who they were um, they were thinking that they were going to have an unpleasant tax bill had there not been this extension. Now, furthermore, with the return of the 95% mortgages, we certainly could be about to see generation rent turning into generation buy as first-time buyers find themselves in a better position to get onto the property ladder after a difficult year. Now, these are welcome opportunities for advisors to talk about protection with clients um, who should be considering protecting their new home and themselves. Um, and with the potential to make some significant tax savings, uh, clients might find that they're in a better position to talk about protection um, with their advisors now. Absolutely. Thanks, Claire. And finally, a bit of an open question to whoever would like to take it on. Is there anything else that we should be mindful of? I'll take it on, Justin. A couple of things are certainly worth mentioning here. And firstly, the furlough scheme and the self-employed grants have been extended until the end of September. The furlough scheme currently pays 80% of employees' wage for the hours they cannot work in the pandemic, and employers will be expected to pay 10% towards the hours their staff do not work in July, rising to 20% in August and September. Newly self-employed who had filed a tax return by midnight on the 2nd of March will qualify for the self-employed grants. And we've also had confirmation that the self-employed grants are taxable and therefore can be used as a basis for pension contributions. And secondly, the government will consult on whether certain costs within the charge cap affect pension schemes' ability to invest in some kinds of assets. The aim here is to ensure pension schemes are not discouraged from such investments and are able to offer the highest returns possible for savers. Draft regulations will be laid to make it easier for schemes to take up these opportunities within the charge cap by smoothing certain performance fees over several years. So we just need to watch this space for more information about this. Thanks, Fiona, and, and skillfully taken on as well, I would say. Right, that's all we've got uh, time for today on this podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for listening and also thank Claire and Fiona for their expert insight into that. If you want any further information, please visit the Technical Central website on the Royal London uh, site because there is further information on the budget contained within that. But thank you very much for listening.